yeah, people that just don't waver and just like they stand strong. And I'll be honest, I, I feel like that will in some way, shape or form happen because especially like our generation, like it's, it's going to be, it's going to come to a point where it's like, are you in or are you out? You know, like a, you can't be standing on the fence anymore, right? It's like, you you got to be in or you got to be out. And I feel like if you go all in, like you're, you have to stand strong, right? You have to stand strong. You can't be moving around and be pushed around by, by what the world is telling you to do and be, right? I just, I just want to see everyone on fire for this man. Like, this mm. is so cool. Welcome to the Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst in the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host today. My name is Christian Huntley. Our guest on today's episode is a good friend of mine named Chanel Curian. Chanel and I met on a mission with a group called CCO in Portugal this summer at World Youth Day. Uh, he's a particularly inspiring young leader, young professional, and he has a heart for mission. And today we break open that heart through stories of what it's like to be 24 and living that out. So we'll also get into our vision for the church as young leaders, what we're excited about for the next 10 years. So make sure you stick around till the end for that. And also for a challenge, there's a little bit of homework today. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming back week in and week out to listen. And we hope our prayer is that the spirit moves your heart to action. And so I've checked in with Chanel. He's done his homework already and I've done the same. So with that, here's today's episode. Enjoy. Chanel Curian. Welcome to the podcast, my man. Oh, uh, dude, this is awesome. This is awesome. Now I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fun, man. We do what? 10 minutes of prep and now I can't stop smiling. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, prep was boring. This is the fun part, isn't it? Real part. Awesome. awesome. Coming to us from Calgary. Yeah. Yes, sir. Is it snowing? It's, it's actually, yeah. It's so bad, man. It's like a, a thin layer of snow comes on and then everybody just forgets how to drive. And it's like, oh, man. Everyone goes crazy. There's just lot going on but uh yeah it's it's snowing so i actually really enjoy it i don't know about you there you go okay i'm glad that it's still warm here sweater weather is my favorite and so um, okay this is perfect yeah this is perfect the leaves okay. are changing still it's oh yeah you gotta you gotta come visit in the fall I gotta come visit. yeah there we go yeah i mean you also you played hockey though growing up so i feel like like yeah winters, like it's a good point but yeah. I'm not playing anymore. And so I don't know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm kind oh. of scared for the snow to fall and the ice to freeze. I don't, I don't know. I haven't been on the ice in a little while. So that's fair. That's cool, so man. fair. This is awesome. I'm so excited to have you on and so excited for our listeners to, to get to know you a little bit. Um, for those of you that don't know Chanel, we met uh, on mission with CCO at World Youth Day in Portugal. Um, I was actually told to watch out for you going into that mission uh, my buddy was like, you'll like them. You guys will hit it off. And I was like, all right. And, uh, and so I was on the lookout and, and yeah, we met up, we connected, we had tons of great conversations and, um, yeah, 
what a pleasure it was to get to know you, man. And right away, I noticed uh, there's three things about you that I, I really enjoyed. Um, one was your energy, um, mm-hmm. always positive, always building people up. And I love that. Uh, your work ethic was impeccable. Uh, you didn't sleep the best when we were over there and you were still down for everything, you know, and so that was fun to see. Um, and inspired by your faith as well. You know, um, like I said, we had so many great conversations while we were over there and a couple since, uh, we're on opposite sides of the country, but it hasn't stopped us. And, um, yeah, so I, I thought what a great opportunity, um, because every time we have those conversations, it feeds my faith, you know? And so, um, I was hoping that, uh, you could come on here, uh, and share your heart and, and, and hopefully, uh, it speaks to somebody, uh, one of our listeners. So, uh, I wanted to ask you though, how did you get to this point in your faith, in your life? What's your story? Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Um, First of all, I mean, before I jump to that, I also I want to I want to touch on something that you said. So that same guy that um, that told you to watch out for me texted me, and he's like, "You got to watch out for this guy." And I, I was super because <laughs> every time someone's like, "Ah, oh, this guy's super legit," I'm like, "Okay, like, is he actually?" And then and I met you, and I was I was still like, "Whoa, no one can." <laughs> human exists like this and oh my gosh and then i saw you get up at like 6 a.m to go for a run and you just did this (laughs) he's legit he's legit and he plays guitar and he has a wicked hair so i was like (laughs) then the great conversations and everything else was cherries on top man but um, unbelievable flattering um my story um yeah, I mean, born and raised Catholic, uh, born and raised Catholic. Um, my story kind of starts with, uh, with music, man. So I joined this young adults group, um, when I was like 12. Now, I, obviously that's not young adult age. Um, but I think someone there knew that I was interested in, uh, percussion and he really took me under his wing and, um, there he's like, let's, let's get a worship team together. So here I was 10, 12 years old, somewhere there. Uh, playing with all these 20 year olds. And, um, that was really the first time that I encountered the Holy Spirit was in this old church basement, uh, sitting on, um, sitting on a cajon and just really seeing the spirit move. And, um, that was, that was the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, as I, as I grew older, it, my, my faith kind of just stayed there. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't personal at all. Um, and when I got to high school, that's really when faith slowly started falling apart. Um, you know, got into the, got into the wrong scenes. Um, and then when I left, uh, Calgary to go do my undergrad and Ottawa, um, yeah, that just, that just got worse my first year being all alone. Um, and I really came back to the faith because of my dad. Uh, my dad is just a spiritual warrior. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was just him in conversation with him over time. Um, and that just, that just really moved me at some point. I was like, man, I got to stop, you know, doing what I'm doing right now and make make change. You know, I still remember there was this day, um, where I was like, what am I doing with my life after a conversation with my dad? And he didn't say anything, you know, he was, he was never, never the guy to be like, 
oh, you're going down the wrong path. You're doing this, you're that. You just, just sit and listen. Um, and just seeing him <laughs> just, just like broke me day by day. Right. In the most beautiful way. And at some point I'm like, I gotta, I gotta change. And that was a, that was a little bit of a journey there, but then from there, I got really involved in CCO on my campus and then did my first mission uh, with CCO. That was during COVID in Calgary, but that completely changed my life. Um, and you think like mission, you have to go to like like the jungle and not eat food for like nine months and <laughs> no water and no civilization. And that's what a mission looks like. But I think being in Calgary... Uh, my hometown and doing a mission really showed me that the mission does not like the mission does just doesn't exist in Uganda or Haiti. You know, it's exists. It exists right now. It's going on right now. Uh, the moment we wake up and the moment we fall asleep, like that's when the mission, that's when the mission is taking place. Right. Um, mm. And uh, then after that mission, I was like, I got to go to world youth day. It, it's been hyped up to me for so long and uh i mean that's when uh that's when you and i met and then yeah man that's kind of that's a quick i don't know i try to do like a quick two-minute testimony but that uh there you go <laughs> yeah we had the timer on you were close i was, that was close. really good okay. yeah <laughs> that's awesome man yeah. um yeah you're right like that's we have this lens for for what it means to go on mission uh at least i did growing up very similar to yours and then we went to Portugal and yeah. we were tasked with sharing the gospel with Catholics, mm -hmm. which you would think is like, well, what do you, that's redundant. And it's not dude. Yeah. It's yeah. not. And it's wild. Um, yeah. and I learned so much yeah. um, being there, you know, and, and, and going on mission with you guys, with that team. Um, what were your biggest learnings? Oof, man, there was so many. It's so funny because I, I think um, when we, you and I were chatting last week or two, two weeks ago, um, the the experience, like the physical experience itself, was I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. This is new. This is a lot of people. But I think when it comes to learnings, there were two things. I think I learned um, what really, and we chatted about this. What really. Um, like what really pisses me off. And I don't know if that's, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll count it. Yeah. So what's that? We'll count it. We'll probably we'll count it. <laughs> um, but I think that was one thing I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I really learned that a lot of things. And we talked about this as well, uh, when we were coming back to Canada, which is a lot of this game is mental. Just a lot of everything is mental. Right. And if you can get over this, you can get over anything. So that was, a, that was a big learning for me. The other thing was similar to what you said, which was you would think going to a international Catholic get together, um, you would see just so many people on fire for Jesus. Right. Mm. Uh, and they get there and people are like, what, 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 what is, what is Catholicism? Right. Um, what yeah. is the faith? Like, what is that? And, and then it really opened my eyes and, and showed me that, Man, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, we have a lot of work to do, not only internationally, also locally, because that just taught me, man, if that's what's going on, like people are coming from all over the world 
for a Catholic get together like that? What's going on in our church, right? Mm. People that are asleep in our church um, or the youth group or things like that, right? So um, I just learned like, yeah, there's there's a lot of work to do then. But I mean, I'm curious to know. I I I don't think we've talked about what what was the biggest learnings for for you. So I'm curious to know what what you got mm. out of it. Yeah, man. Good question. I love that too. Um, and I want to come back to it and we will, uh, biggest learnings for me. I think mission was quite a humbling experience for me Yeah, in, in a way where I thought that I had the evangelization thing down to a certain extent where, um, I was really good at journeying with people and having conversations with them and, and, and helping them, um, discern who God was in their life and, and what role that plays. And in a lot of ways, what CCO, the, the approach that CCO takes to, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's Catholic Christian outreach. It's a, national campus ministry, uh, here in Canada. Um, but the approach that they take to evangelism is, is very direct mm-hmm. and, and, and upfront and quick. It's like, it's designed for world youth day, right? Where you're going and having conversations with strangers wow. and then you're probably never going to talk to them again, mm-hmm. you know? And I thought it was the cringiest thing. There's a booklet, um, called the ultimate relationship. And I'm turned on it now. If you want to go check it out, it's a really useful tool, but I hated it going in and I was like, I believe I'm going to have to share this for three weeks. Mm. And I got there and I was, I wanted to be all in, you know, people were encouraging me, uh, some of my mentors just to, just to really soak it in and and don't hold back. Right. Mm. That God's got something for me. If I, if I'm willing to surrender. Um, so bit by bit trying to have conversations and I'm trying to do it my way too. Like I'm, I'm trying to just have a spiritual conversation with somebody and say, Hey, wait, what's, what's your story with faith? Like, how do you, how do you practice? Do you practice? What's your, what's your view on all this stuff? And, uh, had a couple of those and, and, but again, they're quick conversations and they end and nothing really happens. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something does, I don't know, but, um, I felt like I was leaving stuff on the table, you know, and, and there was one day where we were out at, uh, we were in Fatima in Portugal and there was the, we went out to the shepherd's village, mm. um, the shrine where there were apparitions of Mary. And so we did a tour there and we had to Uber there. Um, cause it was a little far away from where we were staying. And I got an Uber driver named lucky and I lucky. sat in the front and I was like, I'm going to have a spiritual conversation with this guy. And I did. And I was, it was going well, but then we get to our destination and it's like, all right, man, like, see you never. And, uh, just another one of those. And so anyways, we do our tour. Um, one of our friends, Gabby and I have to go to, uh, an event early because we're going to MC. And so we, we leave the tour in our own Uber and I call it and it's lucky. And it's like, how? twice in the same day. That's ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, like we're going to get to the the heart of this on this Uber drive. Um, we have to like, it's, 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 uh, God speaking to me right now. 
mm. you know, and he wants to use me. And so, uh, we get in and we're talking and I, we're connecting, but again, I kind of chickened out and I, I didn't know how to, um, really get to the heart of, of why Jesus matters. And that's my job. I'm there to do this and I can't figure yeah. out how to do it on my yeah. own. Uh, and so we get out and again, I'm pretty disappointed. And then the night goes well though. We, we, uh, we MC and it's fun. And, um, there's some great music at that conference and great speaking. And then there's the vigil in, in Fatima, um, right after that. And so everyone kind of files out of our event and into this, is it called courtyard? What was it called? Yeah, I would, call it, I would call it a, yeah, the courtyard. It's okay. a massive yeah. courtyard. It's really <laughs> big. Yeah. And there's thousands and thousands of people and, um, we're kind of filing in and our group's kind of getting lost. And I end up with one of our friends and, um, her name is Bella and she hurt her foot earlier in the day. And so we're kind of behind everybody and getting there and we enjoy the vigil. It was great. Um, but we lost everyone. And then we're going back to where we're staying at night. And she's like, yeah, the leaders told me I could get an Uber because of my foot. And, and I was like, okay, perfect. And so I call an Uber and it's lucky again for the third time in the same day. And it's like, okay, that's crazy. That is I get crazy. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm telling Bella the story. I'm like, this is crazy. Like there's, there's no way we get this guy three times in one day. Like what are the odds? There's like a different lucky. It's an Uber driver in Fatima maybe it's him and anyways he rolls up it's not it's the same guy and uh she says to me can i sit in the front and i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna say no but i'm like i feel like inside i'm like this is my guy i've been working on this guy you know like we have rapport uh mm. we connected you know like i feel like this is, but but she asked to sit in the front and i was like all right and um so she sits down and, and I'm like, Hey, lucky, like, good to see you again, man. This is crazy. And then she not, not straight for it, but she kind of pulled out the booklet and was like, I have something to share with you. And I was like, no, because <laughs> that's my biggest fear is to like yeah. be awkward and, and, and pushy in any capacity, like yeah, freaks me out. Yeah. And sure enough, she just goes right for it. And I'm like, ah, and, and she starts like, she, she's like, can I share this with you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, he's, of course he's saying, yeah, he's stuck in the car with us. What's he going to say? No. And then drive us to it. Like, I'm like, this is a disaster. I have to, I have to fix this. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, great. And she starts going through it with him and reading it uh, and reading the charisma uh, to this guy uh, who's probably never heard it in such a clear way before. And I'm trying to ask questions and give him room to breathe. Cause I'm like, he's hating this. There's no way this is going well. And, um, but at one point I realized that Bella was going to lead this conversation and that I had no chance. And so I was like, all right, I guess I just have to endure and intercede and pray that this doesn't turn him off of Catholic faith for the rest of his life. That's what's yeah. going through my head, you know, cause there's a way that you have to do this and this isn't it. And, so I'm just praying. I'm like, come Holy spirit, please, um, work through this conversation somehow. And Bella's just going through it. 
yeah. and doing a great job. Um, but again, doing the complete opposite of what I feel mm. is the right thing to do. I do and yeah. just clear and simple. And she's going through it and we get to our destination and she's like halfway through. And I'm like, is she going to keep going? And she does keep yeah. going. And then he gets an extra, another ride. And, and I, she didn't notice right away. Cause she's reading the booklet and I'm like, man, this is wild. And then she notices and she's like, oh, you can go take that if you want. And I'm like, thank God. And he, and Lucky says, no, it's fine. They can wait. And I'm like, what? Like, hold on. Like, so he's actually into this. And, and sure enough, they go through the whole thing. And at the end, there's, um, the booklet leads you to a place where you ask the person you're sharing it with, if they want to put Christ at the center of their life. And, mm. uh, she gets to that point. And she asks Lucky if he wants to put Christ in the center of his life. And he says yes. And then they pray together. And they seal it. And we get out of the car. And I'm like, I have no idea what just went down in there. Yeah. But it's like, I get it. Same Uber driver three times in one day. Yeah. I can't get to any place of substance with him doing it on my own. And then all of a sudden we do the opposite of what I think we should be doing. Mm. And God moves through that in this guy's life in a way that he's never done it before. Yeah. And it's like, all right, all right. You know, like maybe it's not about me. Yeah. Um, God, honestly, right? that's, I didn't know that. Uh, Cause I heard about this story, but I didn't know it happened three times. Yeah, man. So, was Would you say that was like the first time in your trip where you were like, all right, it's game time now. Like after that, you're like, this is, this is, um, like we're here, we're doing this thing now. Or was it yeah. that where, um, the Lord kind of unlocked your, your missionary desires? Right. Yeah. There were, there were m many moments uh, that was definitely like a, a big one for me. Cause I was kind of set free in that moment. Like I, I realized that like, like, I was, I was free to just, I wasn't scared anymore to be seen as weird because <laughs> I saw how risking that changed somebody's life yeah. for the better. And at that point, it's like, well, I can't let that be the thing that stops me from sharing Jesus with people. Yeah. Um, and then like the spirit moves, like things just yeah. unfolded, uh, had some great conversations with our leaders who encouraged me to, to go take the lead on, on, uh, starting conversations, you know, and, yeah. um, the conference we were doing this at was also beautiful. The speakers were awesome. The yeah. music was great. And, and the Holy spirit worked in my heart and some things that I had going on there too. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden in a matter of days, it was like, man, this is all I want to do. Let's just go. Yeah talk to random people and about faith and it's wild how easy it, it becomes when when, it you, is. when you're over the the um that fear of, of rejection i guess maybe yeah, yeah. Um, i'm starting to realize that a lot of people actually desire something deeper um and like i i do feel like it is faith like a lot of people desires Faith and at the, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people that desire Christ, but they just don't know yet. Um, and I think the beauty of these conversations is like you get to be the one who's guiding people through that. 
right? And it doesn't mean you come up to them with a gun to their face, like, oh, are you Catholic? And then, you know, go yeah. from there. It's more so like, how do I, how do I, how do I accompany someone in a bit, in, in a very gentle way? And what, what I love about what you said with Lucky is that I feel like the Lord just does this to us all the time where we have so much doubt where in our head, we're like, there is no way he's going to work through this. And then we just get slapped in the face, right? That's just so beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. Mm. That's yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Our, yeah. Our God is so good and he's so much bigger than, than I think we give him credit for at times. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing too. Um, just like uh, there's an analogy shared by uh, Bishop Scott McKegg at one of the masses um, down there about how we treat Jesus like a house cat instead of the lion yeah. that he is, you know? Yeah, I was right beside you when he said that. And right? your mind was blown. Oh. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And the way he said that to you, Father Scott, um, he just said it with, like, there's so much energy in his voice. He's like, you think that God is a fat house cat? Like, what? <laughs> But it's, but it's like, true. yeah, yeah. So, like, like I always knew um, that, like, I, I'm, I'm second to him. Like, always knew that. But I, I didn't internalize by how much. I didn't realize that the only reason that my life has any meaning at all is because he says it does. You know, it's because he died on the cross for my sins. Like. I can't, I got in touch with, with the moments where I thought that I was doing really well and how irrelevant that can be at times when you're disconnected from, um, from God, from, yeah. from how the Holy spirit is moving yeah, and, and how you can get self-centered and, and just like on your high horse and how that's so small in comparison to what he did when he came and performed miracles and how he still moves in the world today. Yeah. And you, it, Part of me was like, like I was, I was broke in that moment where, um, it's like, I'm so sorry for those times when I, when I thought I was the man and you'd think that it would leave you in that spot where it's like, I'm nothing, but it's like, no, you're not. Cause that God, that lion came down into our situation and died for us and invites us into relationship with him. So it doesn't stay down, right? Like, like you're called to get up and go and participate in the mission that, that he commissioned his church to go on. And that's like the most exciting thing in the world, you know? And there's so many different ways that he calls each and every one of us to carry that out. Um, and like for us, it was to go to Portugal on mission. Mm Mm-hmm but we're back now, you know, and, and, um, I mean, some people are missionaries full time and, uh, and that's awesome, but we're not. Um, so how, how's, how's work? How's work? How's work? Um, I, I love what you said. Like, like, how are we, um, Like we were t- every time you were speaking, Zaria, I was just thinking about like missionary identity, 
right? What does that mean? Um, and like, how do we really unlock that? And then when you said like some people are missionaries full time, um, I think we're 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 all called to be missionaries full time, right? Um, but to to go back to the question, like how does it work? Um, it, it's it's been it's been interesting, right? Yeah. Portugal just had this incredible experience, and then you come back, and um, I'm I'm working, you know. I'm working your your regular regular job. I work for um, I work for a tech startup here in the city, and I was just so sad after. You know, I was I was like going. You know, as soon as I got in, the first meeting at nine a.m. and then we're just like we're going, we're going, we're going, and then you just it feels weird, but it feels kind of empty at the same time, right? Like here it is. Um, and uh, it's I was I was thinking about this today. Um, yeah, I don't know why I was thinking about this day, but I was thinking about a conversation I had a friend with a, with a friend of mine in Saskatoon and she's just so on fire for the Lord. And, uh, I was telling her about my work and we're both like really excited about what each other is doing in their, in the, in, in their careers. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, we're very passionate about that and growing our careers and all that, but we're also very passionate about the faith. And um, I remember leaving Saskatoon and we were at the airport and, you know, she gives me a hug and she's just like, hey, best of luck with all the things that you're going to be doing, right? Like mm. she said it in her way. She's like, best of luck doing the big things, right? Um, and for a moment, I just snapped at her. I don't know why. I just snapped and I'm like, no, like the work I'm doing is stupid. Like this is all so stupid. This doesn't matter um, because... I was like, I was like, no, missions, what matter? You know, like we have to go, we should be doing that all the time. And she's like, she just responds in a very casual way. Not trying to, not trying to make a point or anything. She just says like, but God is calling you something greater here. It's about time. You just have patience for it. Mm. Just walks away. <laughs> what? Like, oh my gosh. You hang on that. Yeah, and uh, I never told her that, so I don't know if she if she listens to this podcast. So it would be. <laughs> um, I think I'm I'm learning to allow God or give the Lord permission uh, to to work in my work, right? Um, like He has literally given me this gift, and He has showed me that multiple times. Like this is a gift that I've been given. Um, and he's, this is not going to go to waste, right? This is not going to go to waste and something's going to come out of this. I just don't know yet. Right. And my mind is too small to comprehend what could come out of this. And my eyes are too weak to see. Right. Mm. Um, and maybe I'm not meant to see what's going to come out of work, but, um, going back to something else I said about, you know, everybody longs for faith. Everyone longs for something deeper. It's actually a conversation I had with our, our, our co-founder and CEO. Um, yeah. I was always scared to have conversations about faith with especially my managers and, and uh, senior, you know, senior executives at the companies that I've worked at. And, um, I, uh, I told him I went to world youth day for Portugal, um, in Portugal, sorry. And he's like, what is this? And then that just unlocked like so many things. Um, about and conversations about faith and why this matters and why community matters. Um, he's not Catholic, 
Um, but we we talk a lot about how as you get older, and he's he's double my age. He's mm. he tell me as you get older, you realize how important faith is in your life. How once you have kids, you will try to find something deeper um, to be rooted to. Because at the end of the day, all of this is going to go away, right? So I don't know if that answered your question. You're like, how's it work? And then I just... Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It, well, it opens up a, another line of conversation, I guess, because you're rem- reminding me to... I think one thing... Um, actually, we keep talking about our buddy, Shaddy, who told each of us to watch out for each other. Yeah. And he has this really interesting story where like he came to faith and was like sold out. And he's like, I have to be a missionary now. Mm. And it's like, maybe, Mm. you know, that's a great thing to go and do. I love all the people that work for CCO are just incredible Mm -hmm. and they do great work and it's very fulfilling. Um, but we need to minister in the place that God is calling us to. And that can be, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't fit in a box and, and right. And so he had this crazy experience where he was like, I'm all in, I'm going to be a missionary. Yeah. And they send him across the country to Halifax. Thank God. Cause, cause I got to meet him. But he's like completely uprooted from, from life as he knew it, um, comes here, is doing ministry work and realizes it's not for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, and he felt really bad about it. You know, he's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I feel like I should be loving my life and I'm not. And, and we had that conversation. It's like, that's okay, man. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many places. There's so many mission fields, right? This is just one. Um, and it's not the only one. Right. And, and, and so for me, for so long, um, I was in a mission field was hockey. And, yes. um, when I had my deeper conversion at 14, uh, I used to think that like, it didn't really change much because I just, I was a hockey player beforehand. I was raised Catholic and I continued to live out my faith and I continued to play hockey. Um, but now looking back on it, it's been, 10 years and I stepped in to the CHL when I got drafted at, at 16 on fire for, for God and for his church. Um, and so there were, there were things that could have led me astray that didn't by the grace of God. And, and my life could have been something drastically different than what it is today. Um, but it didn't seem like that at the time because actually the desire that he put on my heart to compete and, and to, to be great and, and to work hard. And I, I loved my sport and he wrote that on my heart, you know, like he had that for me and there were people that I needed to talk to that I needed to meet, that I needed to minister to in those communities in, in Quebec city and in, in Moncton. Um, and I had this influence that comes with, playing hockey in Canada where I was able to speak into people in a way that I would never have been able to otherwise. 
And it's like, what, what if I had that deeper conversion and then was like, I have to quit hockey and give my life to Jesus. If that's what he called me to, it would have been amazing, but it wasn't, you know, like that, like I, he had something for me in that season and, mm -hmm. and now 10 years later. Yeah. Now, now it's like, okay, he's calling me to put that down and chase something else. Yeah. Um, and it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many mission fields. That's kind of just a roundabout way. And, oh, and, um, you're working in a tech startup and you, you kind of downplayed it, but like, it's a really exciting opportunity, man. Yeah. You guys are doing some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's busy mm -hmm. and it's hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you, how do you, um, how do you bring your faith to that? Yeah. I was going to ask you, how do you manage? But that's, that's a <laughs> negative way to ask yeah. that question. Yeah. How do, how do I bring my faith to work? Mm. Mm. Or to what you do? To what I do. Um, there's a few things and I'm, I'm not so good at this, but one of the things is, you know, we're, as, as, as I said, we're, we're an early stage tech startup and we're taking a, a beautifully scrappy approach to it, which I, it was, it was, it was my, uh, it was my idea to do this, which was, um, let's not get fancy and let's do this old school. Um, I'm going to get a, like, we, we're going to get a list of phone numbers of potential, um, customers. We're just going to cold call each one of them. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of tech that can do that for you, but no, we're just going to, and then there's companies that'll literally do that for you. And I'm like, we're, we're just going to do this. <laughs> and for anyone who's done cold calls, um, it is absolutely brutal. Like it is brutal. You're, rejection therapy. Sorry? Rejection therapy. CCO's, so CCO's rubbing off on you, man. You'd be careful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Once, you, once you show that you are once, you're like, I can, I can do a hundred <laughs> cold calls. Like this is not bad. Um, it work. Yeah, exactly. Light work, right? Um, and something that I just always do or try to do is, all right, Lord, like I'm done with this, but I'm just going to offer this next one for you, right? Offer this next one for you. And I feel like you can do that with everything, right? I don't know who said it. Um, it was a saint that said it for sure. Um, so something along the lines of like, don't ask for more things don't ask for more suffering uh, to sac like to, to offer up or sacrifice. I'm butchering this, by the way. Um, <laughs> you already have enough in your life to offer up and sacrifice, right? Do, do you know? Do you know what the quote that I'm talking about? Does it sound familiar? No. Okay. All good. <laughs> I'm here for it though. And we're, we'll we'll look it up after this. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Maybe we'll throw it. I don't know if we have the editing capacity to do that. I don't. Huh. We'll find it. I know what Fine. you're saying though. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have enough suffering, quote unquote, in our life to to offer it up, right? Like mm -hmm. to offer that this this experience up for something. And it's like, Lord, I offer this up to you. Um and then the other thing, you know, is just playing some really good worship music, man, while you're doing your work. It just yeah. So simple, but I feel like it, it just brings the Lord to the to the room. Definitely, know? man. Yeah. I, I really I really love doing that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to know about you because I mean, you you're in the space, like you are in, um, your you, your work is is ministry, right? I mean, how do you how do you um enter into that outside of what you're actually doing? Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 So blessed to be able to do <laughs> what I do. First of all, to work with my family, you know, uh, is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, spending quality time and working on something that we care deeply about, um, like parish renewal on a global scale is like the craziest thing I could think to do with my time right now, yeah. you know? And so it's so fun. Uh, my dad and I've always had a really good working relationship with sports and mm. thankfully that transferred over to, um, to this pretty well. And so having a ton of fun with it. Um, one thing that's so beautiful that like, isn't always available. I feel like this is maybe rare, but like my yes. personal prayer time is baked into like what I like my work day. Right. Right. Like it starts the day regardless of when I start the day. Um, sometimes we'll have commitments that, that have to start early in the morning, but like first chance I get, like I'm encouraged to spend that time with yeah. God. It's one of our core values is faithfulness to God. And that includes having a personal relationship with him and that being your number one priority. And so it's really fun to be able to bake that into work. I know we got a taste of that on mission. Like, like prayer was prioritized for us. Yeah as part of our schedule and it, it, that has continued for me, which is the best. Um, yeah, it's been also really beautiful to travel around, uh, and be boots on the ground with some of the churches and dioceses that we work with. Yeah. Cause I've been, I'm, I'm an accountant by trade and I've been doing the books for the last three years never really I've seen some faces on zoom for two seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never experienced the communities that we're actually coaching into until this year. And it's been unbelievable to travel around and see how the spirit is moving. Mm -hmm. Um, and to talk to people that, that really care about the mission of the church and, and want to be a part of what the spirit is doing. Yeah. You know, and, and we just actually talked about it before getting on, um, before, or before we started recording about mm. what a unique opportunity it is to speak to people specifically, like, like literally the people that listen to this podcast want to build the church. Yeah. And, and we get to kind of share our stories and have conversations about what that looks like, uh, yeah. on our end is in our early twenties. And, mm. um, but yeah, it's a really incredible opportunity. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say too, is like, it wasn't always like this. Like I, it wasn't always baked in. Um, and it, you have to be intentional about it when it, when it is, when it is what you do is full-time ministry. Like yeah. it can be tempting to, um, maybe, maybe turn down the holiness piece and be like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for a living. It's fine. And it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. 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 Holiness and mission are two sides of the same coin that was drilled into our heads yeah uh, in training and um it's true you yeah. know but when it wasn't a priority um or baked in 
when I was playing hockey, um, there were some personal prayers. Like, like I, I love spending time with God in that. And there were opportunities to do it there too. You know, like I've, I've lived, I've had two really interesting careers so far in my mm. life. And yeah, uh, the, sure. yeah, the other one was like, we would travel all the time and I just have to sit on the bus and everyone would have their headphones in and, uh, be listening to, to music or watching movies or, um, but what a great opportunity to just stare out the window and mm. enjoy his creation and, and have a conversation with God. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also just pregame routine, like sports psychology, doing the same thing over and over again mm. is, is, was really important to me. And, and prayer was part of that. I'd, uh -huh. I'd get, I'd get out to the bench, take my stick and spend some time with God before every game. And so it was, it was faith is applicable in today's age and in our culture today, like, like a hundred percent. Yes. And it is, I, I don't know. I mean, helpful in every situation. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is not something that, that I found was limiting in my hockey career by any means mm. it's an absolute superpower to be able to, to center myself before doing what I do. Right. And, and to bring that, um, to wherever he has you right now is important, I think, yeah. and, and, and helpful, I would say. Yeah. I love what you said. I feel like it needs to go up on a wall. Uh, <laughs> enter yourself before you do what you do. Mm. Oof. You yeah, have a lot uh, of wall space right now. Yeah, I do too. I'm just going to paint it right here. Cool. All right. Enter yourself before you do what you do. Um, I, I was actually curious because that's something I was, uh, I wanted to ask speaking about, um, hockey, right. Um, and you had your, you, you had your deeper conversion before you started, before you went pro, right. Um, I find that cool. I find that really cool where right before, um, Right before, I know some would say the chaos begins. Mm -hmm. uh, God's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna center, I'm gonna center you before, uh, before you go do what you're about to do. Right? Uh, yeah. Was there a moment? Because, because obviously the, um, you know, hockey and that whole space was your, that was your mission field for the next, well, what was it? Four years, right? Four years. Five years in the CHL, and then three years. Uh, at the U sports level. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's your, that was your mission field, right? Mm. Uh, was there a point after your deeper conversion, once you got into this space where you realize like, all right, like this is my mission field. Like this is where I'm, I'm called to, to serve. Mm. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of instances that I could point to, but there was one right away mm. where I, I remember very specifically it was like training camp i don't even know if i had signed yet like I, okay. I don't i don't even know if i was technically on the team and i'm driving with a couple guys that are older than me and uh played there the year before a couple years before too um and there's a lot of like conversations that go down in the locker room that are like it's a pretty there's there's not a whole lot of 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 a filter 
mm-hmm. and, and that extends to to the car rides to the locker room and, and so we're yeah. having this conversation and um all of a sudden i'm faced with this question um along the lines of like sex and my stance towards it mm-hmm. and i'm saving myself for marriage mm-hmm. and i was then and these guys that i barely knew that had a lot of bearing on what my life was going to be like for the next few years were kind of asking me point blank like where where you at and i was like mm-hmm. i can either lie and try and fit in or i can be really upfront with this and take some um and, and maybe hear about it right but uh and so in that moment i decided i was gonna be straight up and be like yeah like i'm saving myself for marriage and they're like what that's crazy and and right then and there that that's a that opens the door for conversation about why dude why are you doing this yeah like that's crazy nobody else in this situation is doing that and you're and you're you're doing it and you don't have to like your parents aren't here your church community is 10 hours away like no one's gonna know and that's how you and that's how you're gonna play it it's like okay so it, that opens up the door for conversations about faith and yeah. what really matters in this world you know and and uh so that that was a defining moment for me i remember like like tensing up so bad i was like oh no like like day two so yeah. i have to get into this and yeah. uh yeah but i'm glad yeah glad glad i did and glad god revealed himself in such a way to me that there wasn't really much of a of a battle Mm -hmm. at that point you know um and his timing is perfect right how good how good for him to show up um in the way that he did knowing what i would be stepping into before i did um yeah so it's been really cool uh i I wanted to talk to you too we had a conversation um recently about how you sat down with your ceo and planned out the next 10 years of your career step Mm. by step yeah um and at the end of it he said something along the lines of like you know this none of this is going to happen right yeah can we do that for for the for the church Mm, what's your what's your what's your hope for the church in the next 10 years oh man knowing that it's probably not going to happen like we wanted to but what where's your heart yeah and what's your hope i just want to see a lot of people and i'm not saying this to gas you up but uh, (laughs) maybe cover your ears yeah 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 i'll take these out Uh, (laughs) um I just want to see the church filled with 15 year old Christians, you know, who are in this crazy fight. Um, but still stand strong. Right. Um, I want to see this church filled with people like that. Cause I, I do feel 
I, I actually wanted to do this once. Um, there's a point after my Calgary or Calgary mission where I wanted to do this, but I mean, I, I don't think it would have been healthy, which is just go up to someone new at church that I've seen. I mean, we, we've been at the same parish for like 13 years, right? Since we moved to this area, this house. Um, I wanted to go up to someone that I've seen for a really long time and be like, why are you here? Like, why are you actually here? Um, and, and really challenge people. Right. And someone might like, uh, you know, those who are my, the mentors in, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Some of my uh, mentors might be like, yo, uh, why are you here? Like you need to do more. You can do more. You're not reaching your potential. But, um, I think the reason I want to do that is like, man, like, are you just coming here just for the fun of it? Like, what does this faith mean to you? Right. Because if it was 15 year old Christian, like you, you would stand strong and he would, he would have, he would have a good response to that. What does this faith mean to you? Right. Um, it doesn't just mean showing up for an hour on Sunday. It means showing up every hour of my life. Right. Mm. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I just want to see these, like just bunch of young, like I want to be intimidated. That's what I want. That's <laughs> what I want. I want to walk into church and be like, yo, I do not want to be here because this is way too legit. This is way too legit for me to be here. You know what I mean? Like that would be that would be so cool. Even if I'm like 40, and I just see just all these guys that are just so so legit, you know? Um mm. like that would be that would be incredible. Um yeah, people that just don't waver and just like they stand strong. And I'll be honest, I, I feel like that will in some way, shape, or form happen. Cause especially like our our generation, um, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna come to a point where it's like, are you in or are you out? You know, like a, you can't be standing on the fence anymore, right? It's like you you gotta be in or you gotta be out. And I feel like if you go all in, like you you can't you can't be you have to stand strong, right? You have to stand strong. You can't be moving around and um, be pushed around by by what the world is telling you to do and be right um yeah that's a really good question i mean i thought you were gonna ask me about my experience with my boss through that and then um but yeah like what what about the church yeah yeah i just i just want to see everyone on fire for this man like mm. so cool yeah what a beautiful image that would be and and it would change the way that we experience our world mm. for sure to be grounded in that mm. right like there's nothing unshakable <laughs> like like faith a faith of someone who has met jesus and knows him personally and has experienced the love of the father like there is there there is nothing that is unshakable as that is as unshakable as that um yeah, and what a church that would be to be part of. That'd be so exciting, yeah. you know. Yeah, like that, that gets me fired up. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've had this experience, but uh, 
I remember walking into the, like our young adults room for the first time and I was like super young, right? But it was just, it was terrifying in such a beautiful way, in a good mm. way, right? You were like, oh, you looked around the room and you're like, all these guys are so legit. We got like rugby players, we got basketball players. Um, we got guys who are like going to become police officers, um, engineers. We got, we got people who wants to be lawyers and all these guys are just so into their faith and they're just so Christ centered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just so intimidated and it was like, I, I, I want that. I want that feeling every time I go to mass. Mm-hmm. I want to, after every time mass is over and I haven't meet someone new and I'm like, man, I need to up my game. Like what? Okay. That, right. That maybe that's the answer to it. I want to see a church where every conversation I have, I'm just like, yeah, I I need to up my game in terms Mm. of my faith, right. In terms of my faith, I need to, I want us all to be accountable to to each other. Right. And Mm. call us all each other out. Uh, and call each other higher, uh, either directly or indirectly, right? Uh, mm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen. But uh. I think we're in a really interesting spot in the life of the church right now, where we just talked about how you want to go up to people and say, "Why are you here?" Mm. And honestly, I've done that a lot. Because what I realized when I started doing that was that there's a, most people have a story. Yeah. And especially people that our age that are going to church, people are people our age that are going to church aren't there because it's the cultural thing to do. Like they're there because they're convicted for the most part. I'm not saying everyone is, but like there's a yeah. lot of people that have met Jesus in a way that matters and has changed their life. Yeah. And helping people get in touch with that and to articulate that mm-hmm. is so important. It's the first yeah. thing we do when we when we went up to to Hamilton to for training for mission yeah. was was define your story and tell it to everybody. Yeah. Here. Like yeah. talk to each other about your encounter stories, get in touch with what God has done in your life. And then we're going to go minister from that place. Not from yeah. your own strength, but from that. Yes. Um and when you get to know people and what God has done in their life, that is inspiring. You know, that is the piece about going on mission with with 40 people our age that was like, man, I got to up my game. Yeah. You know, like like this guy is so much better than me in terms of his knowledge of the faith and, and the history of the faith. And I want to learn from him. Yeah. And and this girl is is so loving and and great at having like vulnerable conversations. Yeah. And making people feel safe in that. And yeah. I need to be better. And like, yeah. but when you get to know these people, you fall in love with them. And, yeah. and you, yeah, you're, you're inspired. Yeah. And, and, and so I think, I feel like being on mission was a very special experience in terms of like, wow, this is what it could be like to walk in our faith. Yeah. Um, and yeah. on what you said in terms of when you walked in to that, youth group when you're a kid you're intimidated yeah because you're like wow these guys are this and that and they're they're in all these different spaces in life 
yet this is the most important thing to them. Yeah. You know, and, and so and that, that's the point. So we, we congregate to lift each other higher and then we go out on mission to bring yeah. those that don't know the gospel to Jesus, where a place where they can meet him and start on that journey for themselves. Right. Yeah. Like, and so on that, like, I'm just so excited for the path that God has you on, you know, and it's not always super clear for us when we're yeah. um, at this point in our lives. Like this is the first time where what's like, what's next isn't clearly laid out. You know, there's yeah. no more school there's and no more school. we're just kind of in it. Yeah. Um, but you are someone of capacity and you're someone who sold out for their faith. You have a heart for the church. And I love having conversations with people like that because I'm excited for, for how God's going to use you. Yeah. Um, Praise yeah. Praise yeah. Maybe an industry, maybe who knows, definitely yeah. an industry tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah. yeah. So nice. just want to, Want to, yeah. want to encourage you in, in, and in, in where you're at right now and where your heart's at and just to keep, to keep moving like that and, and, uh, yeah, stay connected yeah. to people that are, that are doing it. And yeah, I think, I really believe that we're in a spot where we're in our church where we're, we're going to see the spirit move. Uh, that's yeah. all I want to do is just be having conversations with people that, that feel the same way. And mm. it, it, it's going to continue. He's going to continue to reveal his plan to us yeah. and um it's exciting yeah praise god man i mean um you said a lot of things and i had to like write it down <laughs> yeah my bad um, no, no, it's okay. beautiful. um i love what you said about like your story right like what is your story leverage your story to make an impact in someone's life right don't use i can't use your story right i can't say that i played hockey um or whatever it is right not like yeah yeah you know what i mean um, mm. and your story, like it, it actually matters. I think a lot of people are convinced that, oh, my, my, you know, my homecoming to Christ, uh, it was just like, whatever, you know, like it doesn't matter. I remember we were in Portugal, uh, in Lisbon for world youth day. And I was on a bus with Jana, right. Um, mm -hmm. It was Jada and I at the, at the very back of the bus and there was not much space. And we were just standing up and standing, we we're sitting right in front of us was this nun. And we're like, all right, we're going to be here for like 20 minutes on this bus. So might as well just uh, start having conversation. Um, so we get right into it. I mean, first of all, I'm like praying that she speaks English because they're also going to be That's right. She's, uh, I believe she was from like Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Uh, what a find. And she's a nun. Um, and immediately I was just like, so what's your story? Right. Mm. <laughs> She's like immediately right after, Oh, this is my name. Uh, and, uh, what's your story? Right. And maybe she said this because it, it caught her off guard. Um, but she's just like, Oh, it's nothing big. It's nothing big. Um, it's not like that big of a deal. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, you are a living miracle. You chose to go against everything that the world is telling you to be. And you chose to dedicate your entire life to Christ. You're saying it's not a big deal. Like, no way. Right. Um, and I remember getting fired up and just telling you, like, go, oh, sister, like your story matters. Right. Like it yeah. does matter. Um, my story matters. Yours matters. Right. Like everybody's story 
matters. Um, and something that Bishop Barron said, uh, and this was right after World Youth Day, I heard this and it was just like, it blew my mind, which was, I don't know if I share this with you. Um, if you were to write your own story, it would be such a boring story. <laughs> it, it, it would be stupid boring, right? You had that. And we did this exercise of like, put yourself back five years, like go back five years and write where, what, what story would you want to write for yourself in five years? Right. Um, and I'm like, my plan was, what was my plan? Oh, so stupid and so boring. Right. Like I wanted to go, uh, U of T biomedical engineering, go through that, go to Silicon Valley, make a bunch of money. And that was it. Like, that sounds kind of cool, though. <laughs> but it was not I like it. to the roller coaster that he put me on, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bishop Bear was just like, "Don't write your story. Give give the Lord the pen and just mm. allow him to write your story." Because, I mean, do you want a boring story? No. But more than that, like, just give it all to the Lord, right? Like, mm. uh, yeah. And I don't know, man. Like, we were talking about, uh, you know what's next for us. That's like, what's next for me? Like, I have no idea. Mm. I think we chatted about this briefly last time we, ch- uh, we, we talked, but I feel like I'm in this weird, um, weird funk where I'm just like, I'm doing things for ministry, right? Like I'm doing things in the church, um, or youth groups or, or young adults groups and things like that. But I just don't feel on fire. Mm. Um, and and I, and I mean, you told me right away, like, bring this to prayer. Um, and I and I realized, like, we're not always meant to be feeling on fire, right? Like, we're not always meant to be like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. This is amazing. I'm going to keep pushing forward. I, I do think that's what the Lord is showing me in this season. Like, you still are called to do the things that you're meant to do, right? You're still called to use your gifts and talents um, to proclaim the gospel, and it might suck. It'll probably <laughs> suck this season, right? But something I got in prayer is, I promise you, I will, I will not abandon you, and I will show you. I will give you, you know, little teasers here and there about like, oh, I'm still here. Check this out. Like, check, mm. check what I'm doing, and like, I'm still here, right? Yeah. You know, it might suck, right? Oh, that's so good. And like, that's the thing too, because like, he is always like that's the one thing he's the god of the promise and he will never abandon us and he is moving in the times when we can't feel it and when we connect with our own stories of how he's worked in our lives it's like you can see him when you look back it's like oh he was moving in that you know like um and when we don't take time to reflect on that and get real with with how he's moving in our lives we can miss it Mm -hmm. And, and if we're missing how God's moving in our lives, we're, we're maybe missing out on, on some of, or maybe on some of the reason why it's so important to surrender and let him have the pen, you know? And so as we maybe start to wrap this up, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a good challenge to put out to anyone who's listening right now is, uh, well, first, first of all, ask yourself, when was the last time you shared your story? Mm Mm-hmm of how you encountered Christ for the first time and how it changed your life. 
And when was the last time you asked that question of somebody else? Um, and maybe if you've answered, once you've answered those two, um, to go and have one conversation this week, yeah, uh, where, where you share your story and you hear somebody else's maybe, maybe if you're, if you're down, look for, for somebody our age in your community and, and figure out what they're doing there. Yeah. There's, there's something to it. It's not like, um, yeah, it's, it's usually fun to hear and it's really empowering as well to give someone the opportunity to share. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's been really helpful for my faith. Um, and, and it set me on a path, you know, like I've had to tell my story, uh, in multiple situations now. And, and each time I kind of learn more about it and then it's like, Oh, like that's what God saved me from all the way back there. And I'm still struggling with it in this situation. It's like, I don't have to do that. Do I, like, I can just give that to him, you know? And, and, and so the practice of, of telling our stories and how God is moving in our lives is, is, is such a, an empowering practice and, and one that leads us closer to him, you know? So yeah, go have those conversations. You want to, you have one too. I'll check in with you at the end yeah. of the week. Yeah. Okay. Check in with me. We'll okay. Oh, okay. Each other other yeah. One new person has to be new. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's actually the challenge. Has to be I like it. Person. Okay. Yeah. It has to yeah. be a person. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, let's, uh, let's close in prayer. Yeah. Do you, do you want to lead and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll follow you. Yeah, for sure. All right, go for it. In the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Stir in our hearts, O oh God, and show us the way. Father God, we we praise and thank you for all the good that you've done in our lives. Father God, we pray for the highs and the lows, all the ups and downs, Lord, and we we just bring everything to the foot of your cross, Lord. Lord, we, uh, we just ask that you reveal to us, you reveal to us our story. Because every time, every time we go through it, Lord, you, you give us a, little bit of treasure how you work how you've been there like I would just um, open up our hearts to receive you open up our hearts to do your work we praise and glorify your name and all the work that we do uh, thank you for your presence here today in this conversation. Um, thank you that you've been by our side this whole time and that um, you won't leave us going forward. Help our surrender. Um, speak to our hearts in a way that we can understand and um, yeah, give us the grace to 
to give up the pen um, and fill us with hope and great expectation for how you want to use us and what you want to do in your church um, in these years to come. We thank you for everybody listening today. Um, bless them. Draw near to them uh, as they continue to, to seek you out. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. This was so fun. This was uh this is incredible, man. Thank you, thank you for having me. This is awesome. a serious honor. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Uh and thanks to everybody for or who tuned in. Thank you for listening, and uh we will see you next week. God bless. I want to encourage you as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time. And remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.